0: Welcome into this week's Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. I am Colm Cronin and I'm joined this week by, I think, my conflicted colleague, Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Colm. I think bewildered is probably the word that I would use to describe myself. Um this week. Uh that that was there was a lot to there was a lot to sort to, to, of to digest last night. Um and for an awful long time it, it um it appeared like it, it was going to be rotten. Um but then bizarrely uh for a couple of reasons um you know some good play by our players, some absolutely boneheaded head coaching by the Bears uh led us back into the game. Um, so we got the win and a win is a win. Um, given the state of where we were at roughly, you know, 45 minutes into the game last night, you kind of, you know, we were staring down the barrel column of, of a a nightmare start. Um, uh, and then, you know, so, so it, it, you know, it was one of those peculiar You you kind of take, like, it's the second largest road comeback in the team's history. Um, but I don't know if we're going to be seeing this one as many times as we're going to see that game paid money against the Chargers replayed as frequently. And uh, I think we, we ended last week talking about Eamon Dunphy's um description of, of a of a, of a of a hops of a game being two drunks outside a Leeson Street nightclub throwing digs at each other at three a.m. in the morning. And um, it was very, very apt for this. They were two dreadful teams playing dreadful football. Um, and one of them made a dreadful mistake, and the other team got uh, got the win. So look, hey, we'll take it. But I, I just think, Colm, and I know you would be sort of of a similar sort of uh, vein to myself. Let's not get carried away. Let's remember who it was we were playing. Um, it's always sort of good to find solace, column, knowing that there is somebody worse off than you in life in whatever field you find yourself in and somebody is is, is worse at what well, <laughs> the thing you're struggling at, call somebody out there is worse and the bears now we're in the position of picking both one and two the bears are making in the garden sensation and um, but hey look we got the win and we'll take it i suppose
0: yeah it, it's an interesting one cuz obviously you want to see the the team win but let's not forget this was a Broncos team that despite everything that had happened the week before in, in Miami was heavily favored beat the Bears who somehow even though they, they weren't beaten as badly by the Chiefs had looked even more inept than the Broncos did in that last uh to Miami and we may hit Justin Fields look like the you know Joe Montana crossed with Peyton Manning crossed um, with our old friend Thomas Patrick Brady he was sensational in the opening half and in the second quarter obviously in particular um, it, it, it essentially was a Hail Mary attempt I think where he finally had an incompletion and yeah we we, we got the, the win but one, one has to wonder is it a fair victory in that where is this team can, can anyone say that this team, uh, you know, is truly going places given the state of the defense and given who we just beat. I mean, the Bears, as you pointed out, are, you know, might not just be bad, Stuart. They might be historically bad. And, and the other part of it is that they have a coach who who is a dead man walking. He is not going to be in a job. I mean, the only reason he hasn't been fired thus far is the Bears are obsessed with never firing a coach during the season. This is something that, as a, as a franchise, they take great delight in. um, And, the, you know, that that's ultimately um, what is saving him. That decision at, at the end was utterly baffling. And people will look at it and say, oh, he went for it, and it's the... the look, it's the stats, and it's the nerds. It wasn't. Like, the, the stats said you'd be much better off kicking the field goal. And I can understand the gutsy call, right? I, uh, you know, I admire many times, uh, say, Arthur Smith. You know what Arthur Smith, whether you like him or not, and look, there are questions that the Falcons need to answer about their QB situation. You know what he's going to do, right? He carries his cojones in a wheelbarrow, and he's going to go for it. But the, the piece that he generally... It doesn't always work, but where he makes the right decision is leaning into in those fourth down situations what they're good at. It's like the Eagles, right, with the the tush push uh, on Jalen Hurts. They know what they are doing, and too often the likes of Staley or Iberflus in this instance get away from that. I mean, yeah, Herbert had had a, a good game, but he had massively cooled off and essentially decided that you're you're going to try this from the shotgun. Um, we got lucky, and we will take it as as you say. Um, but it is it's difficult to to have much belief in uh, you know this Broncos uh, team who Josh McDaniels is going to be out of a job. Uh, you know, within the next few weeks, you 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 would imagine, um, and that that's at least it'll be interesting to see. I suppose what happens with Ron Rivera. Um, But I have a feeling there'll be quite a few coaches who could potentially better jobs come the end of the season. Stuart, one of the other things that we saw was, um, you know, the the wide the wide receiver room disappointing again overall. You you would have to say Um, Sutton had he you know obviously had came up um, big on, on occasions, but at other times had drops or misses. And we saw Jerry Judy get into it with Philip Lindsay on Twitter. We, you know, we're in year four of Jerry Judy. Um, we're in Cortland's second contract. Um, we are, you know, R- Russ year two. Where we are certainly, you know, we last last summer, even the year before, uh, we heard all about the weapons Denver had. Where are they?
1: They're Marvin Mims and Jaleel McLaughlin at the moment, Colin. Um, like our tight ends are contributing absolutely nothing in the passing game. I mean, I know tight ends are not only there to cash passes a lot of the times to block. Um, you know, Greg Dulcich obviously going down was was a loss. Uh, even though Dulcich had not featured hugely in preseason, but um, no, I mean, I I think you know the kind of the wide receivers are are indicative of the Broncos. This this iteration of the Broncos. Um, as a whole, in the sense that, you know, say the Bronx, this Bronx team in the last, say, two years, and um, there's a lot of talk and um, there's very, very little to back it up. So I think, you know, as you said, like at the start of the season, I would have thought Jerry Judy would have absolutely been deserving of, an, of, of a contract extension. I don't know. Um, Cortland Sutton, I mean, I have heard him being described as a one-trick pony a lot more frequently recently, and unfortunately he does really begin to look like that I mean I know it was a good touchdown he, he hauled in in fairness and and you know I think we're both big enough to haul our hands up it was a beautiful pass by Russell Wilson for that touchdown to to Sutton. it was a, an absolute exoset rocket of a set, pass Um, but they're not there and I think you know all offseason we'd heard that this team was going to have the identity running the ball first and and, and we're kind of we're not you know we're getting away from that now and an awful lot of it it seems like is Russell Wilson trying to pull off a little bit of magic. He's been able to do it at times. That's not really sustainable given the way, you know, Russell's career has started to go. I mean, there's an awful lot of crazy nonsense at the moment on Twitter, Colin, from some of the usual suspects about how Russell Wilson is back and, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, let's be honest, who have we played so far? You know, we've played a terrible Las Vegas team. We've played an okay, not really sure where they're going to go commanders, but I probably bet they'll be they'll they'll have a losing season when push comes to So I think they'll be kind of a you know a, a, an eight and nine team there thereabouts. The Dolphins are really, really good, although they got absolutely leathered by the Bills yesterday. And we played one of the worst teams that the NFL has seen in literally decades. So they gotta be holding off on the Russes back stuff and um, until after the bye week, for example. We've got far more difficult games to come. We've got the Chiefs twice, even though I know the Chiefs struggle against the Jets. We've got the Packers and we've got we've got the Jets and Zach Wilson next week. And Colin, the Jets last night showed that, you know, they do have a huge amount of talent on the team. And Zach Wilson wasn't awful last night. Um, and the Chiefs got away with some outrageous calls towards the end of that game. I mean, look, let's be honest. We all know Sauce Gardner is very, very handsy and he gets away with them. That's probably the first time that Garmer has been pinged for something that he didn't do. I was like, this is the time that you decide to call this on him? Um, so, you know, it just goes to show you some crazy things happens in the NFL. If Jets had beat the Chiefs last night, which they pretty much deserve to do. That would have been an all-time great shock, given this situation they have a quarterback. So... You know, yeah, like I think last week we predicted that we would beat the Jets. We, made, we we did say that we would make the game against the Bears far more interesting than Andy right to be. And I think we were spot on with that, though not in the way either of us probably would have predicted. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this Jets game. The Jets have a, an infinitely better defense than the Bears defense. Um, and that Bears defense was made to look um excellent by the Broncos offense in the first half, bar the odd drive here or there. So it's it's kind of difficult to know, Colm, where this team was going. I, I do think one of the things that... Because, look, you never want your team to lose. And, you know, um, I did actually catch the highlights of uh, USC against Colorado <laughs> on Sunday morning where I saw uh, Caleb Williams properly for the first time. And Sanders from Colorado as well, two outstanding quarterbacks. Now, if this was week 17, Colm, and by winning that game, we had played ourselves out of the Caleb Williams... Uh, stakes that I would have been probably annoyed by that but I think that's about the only time you should probably really ever hope for your, your own team to lose so we're nowhere near that stage yet but like to me Colin looking at the game and, and, and looking at the last few weeks like the only things to really get excited about at the moment are is the play of some of the young the young guys on the team so like McLaughlin for example has been you know he, he turned that game around last night him, him alongside Nick Bonito I think turned that game around last night and um, Marvin Mims is another one. I think Cooper is shown flashes. I thought, uh, Turner Yell had a really strong second half last time. Like he, he pulled up some sensational hits from Turner Yell. I mean, to me, Colin Turner Yell does everything that Kareem Jackson does, except better. He just doesn't flex afterwards as well as Kareem does. But like, there's no reason for Kareem Jackson to start over Turner Yell next week. If Justin Simmons hopefully comes back from injury. And um, so, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm getting from the season so far is that I, I do think some of the young guys um, have shown flashes, I think, you know, and, and, I, and I think there, there is reason to hope. And I think somebody like Mims now does seem to have this ability that uh, I think you're either born with Colm or, or you're not. He has the ability to make a big play in critical situations. um, And I think that's something that, you know, we can tap into. He does seem to have developed chemistry with Russ. Um and Russell Wilson's deep ball looks a lot better this se- season than it did last season. Let's be honest; like there was never any chemistry developed between Cortland Sutton and Russ, for example. So I- I'm kind of taking some interest in that. Colin. I I really don't think this is going to make much difference in 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 the you know the overall scheme of things. I still have us winning probably five maybe six games at best. and um, I don't know where that's going to place us in regards to what we do as a team next year. Um, and I still think that. You know, as you said, Colin, with this defense and with Vance Joseph, um, you know, it's kind of hard to know where, where, you know, where we turn to to get this thing fixed, you know. Um, I'm not sure. I think the talent has been been, um, overestimated on defense. I think we've lost a lot of key players in the last year or two, um, and Vance Joseph is an awful defensive coordinator, so. I think those two things made certainly me think that the defense is going to be an awful lot better shape this season than it has been. Um, And we are facing some, I'm not going to say as impressive offenses as the Dolphins was, but we're playing some very efficient offenses in the next few weeks by the Jets, obviously. So we'll see where we are. Um, But I would hold off on making proclamations about Denver, um, the quarterback, the offense, you know, all that kind of stuff. You can kind of if you can find kind of stats column to suit any argument you want in the NFL, um, but you know, let, let, let's use the eye test and let's see. Does the offense look like it's going anywhere really? To you, I mean, some big plays occasionally. Let's see where they play some good teams because there are some really tough games on the schedule, and they are coming. You know, closer now than than uh, you know. We, this is this was the easy parts of the schedule. We really needed to go two and four. We just about scraped to 1-3. If we'd got Alan Fork on, the whole thing was done. So, we got away with it, but I'm not sure we're going to do that. We're not going to come up against teams as poor as the Bears very many times again this season. If any, probably not.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least Russ has... You know, he has taken a step forward in comparison to where we saw him last year, but I think you're right to, to point out we need to see him continue to, to do that. I suppose the concern is... Around the fact that you know Russ's contract hasn't kicked in fully as yet, and so are we going to be able to surround Russ with the talent that we need? You know, you you've pointed out there are some some rookies there, but ultimately, um, you know, Tim Patrick is out of contract at the end of this year. Um, he's very unlikely to to come back. Courtland Sutton is going to be out. You know, I uh, what 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 are we gonna? do with um about about moving are, are we gonna see like i i saw some discussion today about um jerry judy and and whether he could be a potential trade candidate has he essentially kind of checked out of, of denver uh, and would it be better for all concerned um you know that maybe it just hasn't worked here maybe a fresh start somewhere else um might be best and maybe that will be the case but yeah you you've got to we gotta see Kendults come back and, and contribute, but tight end is gonna be an area where we're gonna have to look to to find uh people. So yeah, lots of uh lots of questions to, to be answered there. I, I still think that we should be favoured for the game against the Jets, uh, given, you know, the the fact that yeah, Zach Wilson looked better um last night. But I would ultimately, in the NFL, unless your head coach is an absolute disaster, uh, a la, um, you know, Joshua Daniels most of the time when he's not playing the Broncos. I actually, um, I heard some crazy stats about uh, about McDaniels and about um, how many wins he has and the fact that, uh, you know, a significant portion, at least three of those have come. Against the the Broncos over the last um, couple of seasons, I was like, "My goodness, is that about um, you know somewhere in the region of at least fifteen, if not twenty percent of us, in total." Um, but be that as that may, I, I do think the the Jets' defense is uh, serious business. I, I yeah, the, the refs got it all wrong against the the Chiefs, but we should be good enough to be them in Denver right
1: yeah I mean I I think Colin Zach Wilson looked better last night but it, it, you know and, and thankfully I haven't had to endure many Zach Wilson games unlike some of my mates who are Jets fans but Zach Wilson away from home tends to struggle hugely um, you know you, you think of that game he played recently against yes, the Patriots was just it actually was painful to watch I mean I know the Patriots have a very good defense to be fair, although the Patriots are struggling, um, horribly this season, which is such a, it's such a shame to see that come. the Patriots struggling. <laughs> a wonderful, a wonderful organization that, you know, deserves so much better. Um, but no, Will Wilson has had massive problems on the road. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I this is not a very good Broncos team. It's a terrible Broncos offense, you know, coordinated by, by a charlatan, um, but you would think that his struggles in the past on the road. Um, Denver is a hostile environment. It's always been known to be a hostile environment. So you'd think we would have enough. So uh, look, to me, Colin, I think it's almost, this Jets game is kind of, it's, it's cliche sort of written as it is. It's almost a no win for the Broncos, really, because I think they expect us to win it and um, and, you know, it's almost like they're not going to get a huge amount of credit if they win it. If they lose it, it's a complete disaster. So, look, I think they just need to take care of business. And hopefully, Javante will be back. It's, it's hard to know. Like, he, you know, I mean, McLaughlin has had flashes. He was really good last night. I'm not sure if I'd be anointing him as the, the new Philip Lindsay just yet. I think we need to see more. I do like his spark. Um, but, you know, if Javante is down, if you're relying on McLaughlin and P. right you know, I, you might be needing to look at waiver wars and you might need to look at the free agent market or, or whoever we might have. Um I uh, you know, in the way we found uh, Murray last year because, you know, I, I I, I I do think the team is supposed to be run first and we've gotten away from that. Now a lot of the times I think that's to do with game situation as well. I mean I think there's no point in, you know, going run first some of your shooting points. Um but, yeah, I, I would expect us to beat the Jets, Colin, but I, to me, this is, this is you know, one of very few games that I would favour us in uh, for the remainder of the season because it does get an awful lot harder from here on in.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose it'll be interesting to see in terms of some of those because, obviously, as as we go through the, the season, you know, yeah, the the Chiefs are they're, always there, they're about it, so especially given the record they have over us. It's difficult to know at this point what to make of the Packers. They've been very good. Others, other they also lost to the Falcons, who have great weapons. Truly, uh, in Bijan, uh, I got to to see him uh, in the flesh in in London. He was the one exciting thing that they were able to actually put out there. Um, the Vikings, difficult to really know what to make of them. The Browns, obviously were kind of outstanding on, on defense through the early part of the season. But then you kind of look a, a, at it and you say, well, you know, they, they, they played uh, an injured Joe Burrow. They, they they weren't able to stop the Steelers, and we've seen the Steelers' offensive struggles. Um, yeah, they beat the, the Titans, but the Titans offensively. And then they faced a, a good offense in... <laughs> Uh, the the Ravens and uh, they they struggle there um so th- there will be games I suppose that may may not make uh, a whole lot, a whole lot of sense the Texans look re- CJ Stroud looks really good. you would have to say through the first um kind of four games of the season he has been immensely impressive and D'Amico Ryans who apparently the Broncos were very interested in. Uh, certainly looks to be doing a, a good job and, and doing m- more with less. And and in fairness to um, the Texans, when you, you consider the talent that uh, Stroud has around him, I think he is overperforming. But the Patriots are, are no great shakes. I don't think we should have fear uh, there. And well, the Chargers are, the, the Chargers, their their coach appears to be doing just about everything he can uh, to lose them games but they've managed to get a couple of wins on the, the bounce so i don't know i i mean i suppose the the hope might be that this stops the rot that players take time to reflect and that if we do get it back to you know t- two and three uh that things could look very very different um i i suppose uh, str- uh kind of looking at, at it right like traditionally this would kind of be the 25% mark and obviously the 17th game has changed that and there's no real quarter point of the season anymore. But at this point what what is it let's let's take stock what is it that most that that gives you most optimism and and, and what is it that most concerns you um you can you can take those whichever whichever way you um wherever you want to go start you want to start with the optimism or start with in the, the um in the trenches with uh with the pessimism. I
1: guess I'll start with the pessimism. You know I am Irish um after all. Um I'm 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 hugely concerned and, and hugely disappointed by the defence call. Um I think the defence for, for most of last season bar really that game against the Rams. I don't think the defence were you know performed heroically um, given the 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 offense that they had, they were coupled with, and um, and the defense were you know kept games honest that that really had no right to be last year. They, they prevented blowouts um due to their play, um and I I think there's been a huge tailing off, and we haven't had that much change of personnel. Colin, that to me is the really worrying thing. You're gonna lose a piece here or there. That's what happens. You know, Draymond Jones going out. Zach Allen has been okay. Um. But it was like Draymond was DeMarcus Ware or Paul Miller, you know, from from back in that phenomenal defense in the Super Bowl. Um, Draymond was a good player, um, but, you know, you should be able to overcome Draymond Jones leaving. There hasn't been really that many other cornerstone pieces from from a very good defense. So you look at it and you go, well, the the major change has been the coordinator. Um, Vance Joseph has tried to marry elements of his defense with the defense that he took over. It's not worked. Um, Justin Fields had his best day as an NFL quarterback yesterday and uh, two weeks ago Justin Fields looked like he couldn't hit water if he fell off the side of a boat column and we made him look like Steve Young for most of that game yesterday. Um, we were lucky in the fact that their head coach is, is as you said a dead man walking and and like that decision column to go for and fourth and one after taking a timeout was the kind of thing if you saw in a high school game people would be shaking their heads it was that bad decision you always kick the field goal in that instance and You make the other team go down and the team drive and beat you with a touchdown so be it colin you know but just ridiculous so we were very close to being 0-4 and a large part of that most of the blame would have been the defense and vance joseph i don't know how they're going to get that fixed they're playing an awful lot of um better offenses in the near future um so i i i would have concerns and the other thing as well, Colin, is, like, I know uh, Justin Simmons has been missing. We've been okay injury defense so far. And, um, you know, you're going to lose players along the way. It's a, it's a war of attrition. It happens. Um, so you'd, you'd, you'd shudder to think what would happen if we lost, say, the likes of Benito or Pat Sertan or, you know... um. Singleton, one of those DJ Jones, like a, a cornerstone piece of the offense. If that, if he, if a player like that was to go down, I think we'd be in massive trouble. We're already in huge trouble, um. So that would be the negative thing for me. I think, um, I've liked seeing aspects of Wilson Wilson's play. I mean, I, I do think his performance is being overrated, particularly given how poor some of the defenses we played have been to this point. But I think, as you said, he looks a lot better. He looks a little. He looks at least similar to the quarterback we thought we were getting when we made that massive trade. Um, but as I said earlier on, Collo, I think for me the the the, the thing that I, I find most optimism in is the play of the younger players. Um you know offense Mims, McLaughlin, defense Benito, Turner Yale I've really liked. I think um uh Cooper's been very good as well and, and I'm looking forward to Browning. These two, But um I like, you know where we're at after quarter give or take um, it's disappointing, Colm. It's disappointing. I, I, I look, I think we were hoping for, you know, a winning season. And if we'd been in with a sniff of, um, a wild card, I think we would have all considered that to be a success given where we're at. And um, I think that's a real long shot now, given the start we've had losing that game to the Raiders and losing that game to the commanders. column was a little short, disastrous. And um, so I would be hard pushed to predict the Broncos making the playoffs. That's a big disappointment to me. Um, but I think even more so, I think I think just psychologically, I think this team and this franchise needed to have a winning season because it has been so long since we've had one. Um, and I think that would have given us a base camp for which we could have gone on next year and the year after, hopefully. Um, and I think that might be beyond us now at this point because I don't really see where the wins are coming. So I, I am... I hate to be that guy, but I am disappointed um with with how the season has gone so far. And I I don't really see there being a huge amount of optimism for the thing to get turned around. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't really feel like I'm going to be in this instance. And what about your pessimisms and what about your optimisms, Colin?
0: Uh I think you covered and I, I don't want to or it's just too much. I think in terms of what you outlined, you covered the, the the concerns. the The optimism stems from uh, the the younger players. The fact that Mims has been an enormous contributor. Um, the, the fact that we now have um you know, potentially found ourselves uh a uh, uh, running back um because we needed somebody who um had that explosion. Um, no, we may uh, ended up, uh, and I mean, look, with with injuries, um, but we may have ended up paying or overpaying, I suppose, for um, a backup. But ultimately, you can rectify that situation. It's not like we are we are tied to to that. Um, I, I'm I suppose when you say like you're you're disappointed, I think that's fair. I I think anyone who goes into the the season the great thing about the the nfl is you get the chance it is a long off season but you get the chance to restock retool uh, and reshape your your team i i think if you were to to look around the league I, I don't can't imagine that there are any uh teams like we currently sit um despite the ineptitude of the raiders we we are currently bottom of the AFC west um you know, I look around the AFC East. Are the Jets disappointed? Of course, they're massively disappointed. Are the Bengals disappointed? I mean, I had, and I think the Bengals had, them as a potential Super Bowl team. Uh, so I think they are. And I would say that the Titans um are sitting at the, at the bottom of the AFC South. They're probably the ones who, um, you know, we're trying to run it back with Tannehill and, and Henry and how many times can, can you do that? But I would say certainly everyone else in the NFC is sitting at the the bottom. Um and, and even if you go uh to the the NFC is probably a little bit different. It's the weaker of the two, but I would say the Giants are certainly disappointed. The Cardinals are probably the one team in the league who sit at one and three and they're probably going, Wow, this this is good a lot better than, than we expected. The Bears are massively disappointed. Now you can point and say that some of their fans may have been somewhat delusional by some of their expectations pre-season, but they will be disappointed. And the Panthers, I think the Panthers have to be disappointed. I think especially when the Panthers look at the Texans, and and they will surely, I uh, think you know, not not they expect it to be world beaters, um, but that they would have expected to, you know, be, um be better than than where they are so i i think the disappointment piece is very understandable um and, and the concern yeah i i have enormous concerns like you around that the defense there's no need to to delve too much into to that um so look we that we we sit at three um uh, at the what 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 is it is it about 20 22 percent um of the season having, uh, gone by, uh, we maybe we'll do uh, we'll take stock again like this after the eighth game of the the season, and we'll probably have a real idea of uh, the way things stand and the way things are probably shaping up uh, realistically for twenty twenty four, at at that point. Uh, thank you, uh, anyone uh, who who listens. We appreciate that. Uh, please do rate, review, subscribe tell uh, your friends about the podcast about wild well High report um, and get in touch if you uh, have suggestions comments questions feedback things you would like to uh, hear us uh, discuss um and uh, hopefully Stuart when we are back next week the Broncos are sitting at two and three you can find Stuart on uh, Twitter at purple I am across social media at column from Cork Go Broncos. Broncos.